Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. And guess what? I am with Gerald. Yes, again. So the two of us, we are going to debrief about Arthur, the co-founder of AI Care, an insurtech company. Insurtech means insurance technology. And uh, it's not very glamorous, uh, but it's fintech and it makes money. So we're going to debrief about this conversation. So, Gerald, what are your take or takes about uh, Arthur's discussion? Yeah, Arthur was some was someone really really interesting to listen to, and as, as he said, he's a he's a second time founder, and uh, I found that um, humility in his approach, even if it's his second time around, is uh, is very interesting. Um, one of the main points which I I, I, I pin down and I, I will I will I will share again is like when he says um, go at your own pace go in your own process um, it is your company it is your process it is your timeline patience I think we hear a lot of stories about. Uh, people raising millions and millions of dollars, you know, yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars in valuations. And all of us uh, want to be that person. All of us want to be Paystack, selling ourselves to Stripe at $200 million. Or better yet, like growing to be as big as Stripe themselves. Um, but all of that takes time. And everyone has a unique journey. Every company is different. Every market is different. Yeah. Yes, it is good to look outside in the market, inspire yourself about what others are doing and how they are doing it, how fast or how slow they are doing it. Um, take the best out of that and then implement it into your own process, but don't forget that it is your process. A similar company to you in the American market, the European market has been funded billions of dollars in, in six months and you are in the African landscape and you are still like struggling. But well, guess what? You are two different stories, two different processes. And, 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 and yeah, it's two different entities. So um, it's good to look outside to have a benchmark to know, as I, uh, as I would say, like, like situational awareness. But it is very good also to, to look inside and understand that it is you driving your truck and you're doing it at your pace and, and not to be like too yeah. overwhelmed and lose a lot of energy in just being stressed. Yeah. Uh, which is something we tend to do as entrepreneurs, you know. So I, I found that really, really interesting. And I, mm -hmm. I thought it, it deserved to be highlighted again because I think it's important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you're, you're, you're completely right. And I think that's important. And, and, and it goes to, um, to another point that you made about what we call bold naivety. The reason why startups are able to disrupt spaces is because they come in with that bold naivety around the problem they're trying to Love solve. It. If someone told you that you'll have 18 months of selling without a breakthrough, then you'd think twice about dedicating your life to that. But if you think you can crack it in three months, then you'll get on with it. And as problems come, you'll solve them as they, as they come along. Um, and I think that, yeah, being naive sometimes can be seen as a, as a weakness. Uh, but I think that because startups were naive, they're making, you know, they're changing industries. 
And I think that particularly, in, uh, as you know, he was explaining, you know, uh, when they started, no, everybody looked at them and says, nah, that will never work. Okay, or not, I, I don't understand what, what you want to achieve. So nobody understands, think that you're going to fail. And that's the only way I think that just, you know what? Yeah, follow your pace, follow your, follow your idea. You, you did the math, you did your due diligence. Um, let's go after it. So oh, I completely agree. I think it's, uh, it's it, you, 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 you will not succeed if you do like everybody else is doing. So exactly. try, try to do things differently. Yeah. yeah. And, and in your using your own skill sets, you know, not everybody has a has a PhD in in whatever, you know, and, and not everybody is an expert uh, CTO or, or stuff like that. So yeah. you have your own skill sets, and that is probably why you 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 are an entrepreneur, mm. that you are in an, an entrepreneurial journey. So use that skill set, trust in it, use it and, and, and trust in your own process. Yeah. yeah. And, and another point just to just to jump, jump in um, further. Um, something I, I, I noted uh, during the conversation with Arthur is that when he mentioned him and his co-founders and he clearly mentioned that um, the two of them has complementary skill set yeah. based on the baggage that they have. And I we have stressed it out like so many times before on Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, when we're talking about teams, when we're talking about um, your co-founders, like um, having complementary skill set will be way more useful than having two co-founders with the same skill set. Because at the end, like it would be two people doing the same thing or bringing the same thing to the table. Mm -hmm. And in, in his case, Arthur, uh, evolving in a very complex environment of uh, insure tech, it's it's beautiful to see and to hear from him that they, he recognized from the get go that he has a certain set of skills and, and background and knowledge, and his co-founder has another that put together complement uh, complement both of them and, and and can bring the company forward. Mm. So I think that's that's important too. Yeah, no, it's a, it's 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 a great point, and I think that one 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 thing that I want to add, and it it reflects actually uh, into last week's Gaussik's interview uh, of patients as well. So it was interesting to hear again from Arthur were learning in patients um, that were mentioned as well with from, from Gaussik. So, and again, I'm pretty sure that this is something that we're going to hear a lot. Um, and we tend to think that things may go fast because we got the brilliant idea. We got that, that you know, fantastic thing, fantastic product, services. We're going to have a $20 billion market in front of us. And yeah, we're going to go fast. Uh, that never happens or very, very seldom. You know? um, so, so be patient, be ready to learn, be ready to receive feedback and learn from that feedback and include that feedback into your next pitch and your next iteration of business model or next iteration of PNL or whatever. Um, I think it's, that's another, you know, very, very critical point here, particularly when you're, you know, pitching to investors. So, hey, you know, they may, they may give you feedback. Be ready to, to take it for what it is and, well, learn from it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. My, la my last point for, the, for this debrief of the yep. conversation you had with Arthur would be like, um, I, I think it was, it was really nice to learn some new terms. Uh, me, I did learn some new terms, like uh, you, you talk about the LBO and, and you talk about, for example, having a deal room. Yeah. Um, I think it's important for um, startups and companies that are on the path of funding to know what do they need to structure? What do they need to have readily available at hand yeah. um, as documentation, paperwork and stuff, you know, financial past, financial performance, shareholders agreement, um, product service descriptions, et cetera, et cetera. So all of these things, how are they structured? Where do we keep them and, and have them readily available to be sent uh, through emails and, and or uh, documentation like as quickly as possible because sometimes you never know uh, when and how opportunities shows up and if you are not already very well structured and now you are putting things together you might miss opportunities so I thought it was a it was a good point that you guys were like for example you talk about the room maybe you can tell us a little bit more like give us some few tips of things we yeah. can structure well i i think i think yeah i think the deal, the deal room piece is is to be pretty pretty important for for two reasons generally because if you don't have one you will need one so so that that's that's a given so the, the first pitch you're gonna i would say the first successful pitch that you're gonna do with uh that will generate interest the guy will ask you hey um i think we're interested we want to carry due diligence where's your deal room and then if you say, well, I don't have a deal room, then you will be faced with a, a, my second point, which is it takes time. It takes time to, to, to bring everything at the same place. And so if you're disciplined enough to start almost from day one saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to put everything um, in, in, that, in that Google Drive or that OneDrive or Dropbox, whatever you use, whatever you're used to, you create that folder. At the beginning, it's just for you. You don't 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 give access to anybody else, but your co-founders and your accountant or whoever. But uh, but it's just for you. And and you you start you know creating a couple of folders within that folder. Let's say hey you know what everything that relates to company incorporation, your registration uh, certificate, uh, shareholder um, certificate as well. Everything that basically the government has given to you proving that you're a company. And then you can say, okay, I'm going to do the PNL or financials, okay? Um, the certificate of, well, the, or the, 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 the bank uh, statement that says, hey, you know, you, you put, I don't know, $20,000 on that account, um, or you receive that money from that person. So, and you put a financial there and you put your PNL, and then you put a, a business model kind of thing. And then the marketing, every time you do a marketing campaign or you have a marketing plan, you put that in a marketing plan. Um, if you have um, co-founders uh, or employees, or let's say two, three, four, five people, put the CVs there. Okay, you've got the resumes, and you got hey the team, and then you've got the resumes there. So, and 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 think about the fact that when somebody will want to invest, okay, they are not investing because they find you nice. They will invest because first they will find you nice, but they will look into the paperwork. Okay. 
Uh, do you have any debt? And do you, you know, how, what is your capitalization table, like all the cap tables? So who is shareholder? Those kind of things. So they want they want the details. They want to understand who is on the team. You know, um, how old they are, uh, what is their background, and everything. So so I'd say yeah, you do you know company registration, financials, marketing, team, um, all those things. So you look at you know what makes a business model basically your pitch deck of course if you've got multiple pitch decks and then you've got you know you pitched a year ago and then uh right now keep keep both you know put an archive folder as well where you put all the things um all evidences that you have that you know you're not you have not used if you have any articles from the press um you know or videos from tv or youtube or podcasts just put that here as well, so it will create, you know, a good a good vibe. So the deal room is is really about making sure that you got everything in in the place that could it, that could have an interest to, in, to potential investors. And so don't wait for the first pitch. Start right now. Okay. Anyway, you will need you will need your PNL. You will need your chart of, of account. Um, you know everything for because well there's those legal requirements so instead of putting that somewhere on your hard drive put that on a google drive and and so when you've got you know request can i have access to my deal room yes sir yes madam this is the link okay and i just approved you boom and you and you're good so that's that's the kind of thing that anybody can do uh, it's not rocket science i haven't seen two deal rooms that looks the same so i cannot say hey this is what needs to be in a deal room Okay, you will find a lot of information on the internet. I can I can give you some links about that. Um, but some deal rooms are a bloody mess. Everything is in one folder, and then uh, but then some others are really well structured. Um, but the most important thing is just start. You now be disciplined of creating that, putting documents into it, and and updating it on the on a regular basis. Thank you for the insight. Again, it was. Uh really nice to to get a, a better understanding and perspective on that uh arthur was a really really interesting founder to listen to listen to so yeah great great episode thank you for the debrief and hope the hope our listeners like it i'm pretty sure so thanks very much cheryl for spending time with uh with me and with us uh today so and thanks to everybody who've tuned up and listened to this uh debrief episode so you've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, the co-founder and CEO of the Talk Collective, and I was with Gerald Demi today to debrief about uh, Arthur Mulwa uh, from AI Care. So before our next episode, remember, just leave us five stars, please. It's uh, really important to us. So thank you in advance and see you next week for more inspirations and actions from across the African continent. Ciao and see you next week.